Welcome to Seize the Data, a series of conversations with Graham James of Village Software. Graham is a business intelligence and data strategy consultant. He specializes in helping organizations understand how to unlock the full power of their data to transform decision-making, efficiency, and growth potential. This is the first episode in the series. So over the next 15 minutes, Graham explains what being data-driven actually means. He shares business examples and stories of this in practice, and he introduces the three key stages in the journey to becoming a data-driven organization. And each of these three key stages will be the topic of conversation over the coming three episodes. So for now, let's crack on. Hi, Graham. So it's lovely to get to spend a bit of time with you today asking you about data insights. I first wanted to start by asking you, there's so much in the press that we read every day about how businesses are increasingly collecting on a day-to-day basis more and more data. Can we start off really by talking about what does it actually mean to be data-driven? All businesses recognise that they are collecting more and more data. It's everything they do is kind of in the format of data, isn't it? We keep hearing about digitalization. Most businesses are moving in the direction of being digitalized. To be data-driven for me, and we're seeing a lot of projects that have this desire, if you like, we want to become data-driven. What does that mean? In most cases, it means that the collecting All this data, Gartner, for example, would say probably only 20 or 30% of the data collected is used for decision-making. You've got management reporting tends to still be very finance-led and not necessarily looking at some of the other drivers to growing a business like customers, what are they buying, what goods aren't they buying, what are our competitors doing that we're not doing. If we go down to, for example, in manufacturing SKU level, are we selling good numbers of every SKU? Are some SKUs doing really well? Should we concentrate our marketing on the good SKUs or should we concentrate our marketing where the SKUs are falling? So data-driven is let's use the data as a real asset for the business. And I think most business leaders recognize now that it is. One of the issues, of course, not necessarily valued on the balance sheet, So the finance director, and I come from an accountancy background, so I'm allowed to say that might not recognize it as much as a a new machine in the down in production. But most recognize data is very valuable. Only using 30% of it for decision-making is not right. Let's become data-driven. Let's expose as much of that data as possible to the people that matter, the budget holders, the departmental managers, as well as the executives. So. If you're in a hospital, the ward sister probably needs as much as a finance manager. She probably needs to know exactly what's going on in the ward, the acuity of care, etc. If you're in manufacturing business, then you might want to look at the profitability and the efficiency of manufacturing different products and look at that in line with the information going the CRN system and the sales data, etc. So... Data-driven, using the data as an asset and exposing the data in the right form, because that's important. It's got to be easily understood and easily usable to the right people. So I always think, look, it's as simple as get the right information 
to the right people at the right time. And that's been, in a sense, the mantra of business intelligence for 25 years, which is when I started working in this field. So that's interesting because I think many of us will understand and probably our minds will go to a place immediately when we talk about being data. Like you've just said about the financials, what's the performance financially of the business? But obviously in any organisation, it's driven by a multitude of people or department leaders. I mean, especially if you get into the likes of the NHS and hospitals and clinicians who need information to be able to run their departments effectively. Is what you're saying there that that sometimes gets overlooked, like the operational power of data to enable people to run their departments and access data to help them make better decisions? in addition to what we would all recognise immediately as the financial management data. You're talking about two different things there, aren't you? I am. Both are equally as important. The problem that I've seen over the last 25 years, and it improves every year, it's not like anybody's making a mistake, it's just that you can see the problem, is that you've got the executive-level information, and they've got the data for that, and that's typically been probably finance-led with a bit of HR lead included. Where business intelligence projects have gone wrong in the past, the output requirement has simply been at that level. So if you're the production manager or the manager in a hospital, say you're the head of radiography, or in a college, you're head of the English directorate for all of the courses delivered to students in English, for example, What you need can be quite different to what is an HR or finance-led executive requirement. What we've done, which we'll touch on in some later podcasts, is not unique to us. We call it our blueprint, so that's unique to Village, but many other people will do it similarly. We kind of invert the pyramid. So at the top of the pyramid, you've got the requirements gathering, and that's typically being the CEO, the finance director, the ops director saying, this is what we need by way of management reporting. At the bottom of that pyramid are all the business users who feel like they're just recipients of what somebody else has decided they need. So our method is to, it's a good method. A lot of the BI vendors talk like this now is, you've really got to give the business users who are making the day-to-day decisions, obviously within the overall strategy of the business, The information they think they need, the information they desire, so they can make the correct decisions. That's the interesting bit, that if you do go through the, let's call it the information gathering phase, you'll get what the executives think are there often, for example, budget statements, P&L accounts, sickness and absence, that level of information. And then you look at what the actual business users are asking for, And that's uh, customer-led data, SKU-led information, sales data, cost versus sales data. And that's the same in a public body where they're getting income versus expenditure. What's the variance analysis? Are some products or treatments not making any money? And it's getting into the nuances that they probably drive more than the executives needs the data that's not currently exposed. So you're starting to say, what's the analytics strategy that's best for the business? And that's contribution from the executive, but also a bigger contribution probably from 
the users that are typically the departmental managers. So what you're saying there then is the true power of being data-driven is by working out how you unlock the power of the granular detail of the data, is it? How the operational business users can be involved in the process so that they can share what they need, which is effectively much more granular data than the management style view of data. The granularity will typically be at the business user end. Quite rightly, executives are just looking at almost like in, say, a few years ago, they'll be looking at a balanced scorecard and they'd be able to drill into it. The balanced scorecard would raise questions and they'd pass them down the line. So the granularity, that's the correct word for the level of data information that the business users want. They're the ones that will drive the granularity level. If you like, here's a lovely example where we would build in a BI solution for a FTSE 100 company. So typically quite like enjoy working more with SMEs, but this happened to be an enterprise business. It's a FTSE 100 company and they were pushing out just the executive level information. When we looked at it, client A was profitable. Client B was profitable. Client C was loss making. To them, the exception was client C was loss-making. Let's start the ball rolling and really digging into why that was loss-making. When we did spoke to the managers, which let's say were the account managers dealing with individual clients, we said, let's have a look at the granularity of data that you're getting by way of management information. And to start with, we went to the lowest level of granularity, which was SKU level. And then that started showing a big number of SKUs were falling in volume of sales to that particular client. So the executives didn't know this. The account manager was happy that he was on target for that client, i.e. it was profitable. But what they didn't know is, skew by skew, the client was going to their main competitor because he got a better deal on certain skews than the incumbent supplier, our client. So once that was understood, the chief executive of the business, and it was a divisional chief executive, said, I need my reports by exception. Show me every skew that's sold less this month than last month, every skew that's on a downward curve. And that highlighted for the account manager where he could take action to get skew sales back, which then involved the finance director because was it a pricing issue? It just shows you going back to your word, the granularity of the information delivered to the right people at the right time suddenly made clients A and B far more profitable than they were. And the previous level was seen as acceptable because only the executives were seeing the overall figure. It's a good example of how you could make the business more efficient, make it more profitable by the right people analyzing the correct granularity of data. And that's the same in any business, I think. Absolutely, because the devil's in the detail, isn't it? Always. You mentioned a moment ago about the village blueprint that you, obviously, as a, as a consultant to your clients on helping them to become data-driven organizations and building a strategy and approach around that, you have your own blueprint that you follow. I believe there's three stages to that. And obviously, we'll be addressing them one by one over the next three episodes. So were you able to, at this stage, just explain what the next three episodes will look like in terms of 
or blueprint stages for becoming a data-driven organisation. And blueprint sounds very fancy. It's not clever. It's not scientific. It's just after 25 years, we've just, and this ties in with what a lot of the BI vendors are doing. So we're looking at Microsoft, Click, Tableau, et cetera. We turn everything on its head and the information gathering has got to be done at the business user level. The cleverness for the executives is getting the right business users to our workshops. And our workshops are designed where the very output designed for each department as well as the executive. So if we go to a business, we'll have production, we'll have sales, we'll have marketing, we'll have admin, we'll have finance, we'll have the chief executive. They'll all be contributing to what the analytic strategy for that business looks like. And we gear our workshops individually, each section, each department within the business. And as I say, the clever bit is for the executives to say, I tell you the good advocates are going to be for this method within each department. And by working with them, we'll tease out of them what the ideal reports, if you like, but it's actually analytics, analyses, etc. They want week in, week out, month in, month out to help them run their part of the business. Obviously, they're doing that within the strategy. So then there may be some KPIs, P&L accounts. By all means, they're going to get distributed around. What it can drive is what the KPIs might be for the executive to look at each individual department. It's lowering it down. The business management information's at a level, a granularity level, that can benefit each individual section within any business be it a public sector body, so it could be children's services in a local authority, it could be the pathology department in a hospital, but it can equally be HR, production, sales and marketing in an SME, and it's the SME market where we're seeing a huge demand now for them to become data-driven. I think everything we've touched on will start with stage one, which is output-based information gathering. Stage two will be by having to deliver the outputs that they require. We'll understand the data sources, so we'll have to understand the data and system integration requirements and the solution design flows out from that. And then stage three, I often say, is the design of the outputs that they really want. So I use the word visualization, which is basically the analytics, the reports, the dashboards but they've got to be easily understandable and easily accessible. The solution design is probably better based cloud-based and therefore the accessibility is 24-7, 365. Not that you want to be looking at management information on a Sunday morning, but some people might do. (laughs) So it's ultimately accessible, easy to understand. And if you get the rollout right, it's not a mystique to them. They understand it. So we're going to focus on those three stages. Brilliant. So over the next three episodes, then we'll look at those three stages to become a data-driven organisation and how you help your clients through each of those processes and what those stages look like for those businesses. Yes. And the key is, take it from me, it works. Great. Thank you for that. I'm looking forward to our next chat. Thank you. Bye. Seize the Data is a Village Software podcast.
we design and build incredible software solutions with the single aim of improving your business. Our specialisms are data analytics and business intelligence, bespoke software and enterprise integration. If you've listened this far, then no doubt you're on your own journey of data discovery and transformation. If you'd like our help or just an exploratory chat, you can get in touch with Graham and the team via our website, villagesoftware.co.uk, where you'll be able to access lots of resources and insights to help you seize the data.